I had the chance to chat with Matthew Delahaye. Matthew is the CEO and co-founder of Employ, an HR startup offering a recruitment marketing platform. With Matthew, we talked about innovation in the recruitment industry. We talked about how an MBA can help you build a startup. And we talked about how to build resilience. I loved uh, having a chat with Matthew and uh, hope you enjoy it too. Welcome, Matt. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Um, so today I'm with uh, Matt Delahaye, who is CEO and co-founder at Employ. Uh, before we start, Matt, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Hey, Boris. Thanks a lot for having me on. Um, yeah, my name is Matthew Delahaye. I'm CEO and co-founder at Employ. We are a London-based startup building you know, a recruitment marketing platform uh, designed to connect people looking for work to companies looking for staff super efficiently. Um, helping them to find jobs and, and to find workers, providing them the information they need to get, get employment opportunities more quickly and to, and to know more about the places they're working. Uh, I'm from South Africa, um, grew up out there on a farm, moved to the UK for grad school and then started Employ and have been there since then. Awesome, congrats. Um, so you started Employ like uh, five years ago or something like that. I read on your, on your LinkedIn. Uh, how, how long have you, have you been doing yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. We, start, we started you know, properly, I guess, early 2016. Okay. Um, so can you tell us a bit more about Employ? Like is, it's a, you said it's a talent recruitment platform. Uh, you know, what makes it different from the other platforms out there? Yeah. Uh, tell us a bit more about it. I mean, it's, you know, it's developed a huge amount over the course of the, the intervening years, but started out initially out of a shared experience my co-founder, Alex Hansen-Smith, and I had had as students trying to find jobs um, you know, at that time in the hospitality sector. You know, and we're astounded that you know, the way you did that was literally printing out a piece of paper and walking down the street and handing it into places or looking for a sign in a window. Um, or going onto these job boards that basically are Craigslist-like platforms that you know, a little change since the late 90s um, and you have to you know, search for a job and then you find it and then you upload a resume or you have to attach a resume to an email and no one ever responds to you and it doesn't have a mobile experience or if it does, it's a kind of a web platform rendered in something that is not a mobile, like not a native app. It was just shocked that having been used to using technologies like you know, Airbnb to book a hotel or a, or a place to stay or deliver route to order a meal or you know, tender to find a date or, or whatever it is, these platforms that so efficiently connect supply and demand um, seamlessly across platforms. You know, we thought, you know, why, why on earth does this not work? these type of jobs which you know turns out are the majority of the world's workforce um typically higher levels of labor turnover so people move around more frequently um and they're having to contend you know and and also you know many of them are not paid that well so you know, a longer a more friction in the job search is it has a material impact on your life um we you know, that was kind of the point at which the penny dropped and we said this this just needs to work more effectively um so at its core info is about connecting you know, those two constituencies, someone who wants to work with somebody who is looking for a worker um, and bringing them together, however they access the internet. You know, we've developed over time, you know, as we've 
set up to build this platform and have built this you know, a much more comprehensive kind of 360 degree recruitment marketing platform. So we have two constituencies of users. On the one side, we have employers uh, who are you know, signing up. They create a company page, which for them is a kind of employer branding opportunity. It's a place for an employer to say what it's like to work somewhere, um, to shine a spotlight on the culture. We work with them to create content around that, doing little interviews with members of the team and, and this sort of thing. Um, and then any jobs they publish go onto that page and, and it lives there. Candidates are also able to follow that page so that they get updates when there's a new position. Um, they also then follow kind of newsfeed where those companies can push content into. Um, at the back end, company can list a job. They go through a very simple job listing flow um, that pulls rich imagery from across the, you know, their pages and attaches that to a job post, which is you know, really different to a, in a world of plain text, really crappy, um, little imagination job advertisements that are out there, complete the job and, and publish it. That goes out to our mobile app and to our, our web platform. That we also built a range of integrations with just about any other platform you can imagine that is uh, may have some job seekers on it. We're directly integrated with jobs on Facebook. We send them out to a bunch of aggregators. We run social media campaigns. We're plugged into Google Jobs as API. So really trying to get as much coverage as possible. Flipping that that over to the candidate side. So I'm a job seeker. You know, for the majority of these people, or the, the people who are our users. Um, if they don't have an online professional presence yet. 83% of our users don't have a LinkedIn profile. Um, so they find a job, at best they exist as a kind of CV in some stale resume database. Uh, so for them, we're providing one, some professional real estate online where you can create a profile um, that is your, you know, like a LinkedIn profile, but for, for people who aren't there, um, and you use that to apply for jobs. Uh, rather than going through loads and loads of hoops and refilling loads of application forms, we've built some technology that combines all of that and allows you to use one profile to apply for, for multiple positions. Um, and you'll apply for a job, flipping back to the employer side, and then at the back end, there's a very comprehensive kind of applicant management platform. So I receive applications, all in standard form profiles. Profiles have little video clips introducing candidates. If they've recorded one, they have galleries of images, particularly useful for chefs or metal workers um, and they have endorsements and if you like look at somebody you connect with them that opens up a communication gateway directly through employer with an in-platform chat um, file sharing image sharing video sharing um, and also the ability to conduct voice calls directly through the platform um, up to the point so that you know and then candidates and, and employers communicate to the point of hire where we step out of the process and they'll go onto the company's payroll payroll and uh, and we step aside and then awesome. you know, I guess a, a kind of third party features on the candidate side it's on the job seeker side you have these profiles we also have full kind of networking functionality so job candidates can connect with each other they can you, know, you can reach out to someone and say what's it like to work at this place um, you know because word of mouth is such an important way to, to get these jobs or, or to learn about particular employers. Um, and as I said, you start to follow companies that you may be interested in working with so that you're the first to know about any opportunities. Um, yeah. So, so in a nutshell, that's, that's employer. Awesome. So you guys kind of built a, a sort of LinkedIn recruiter for just people who don't have LinkedIn basically. <laughs> I mean, that's a, 
I th you know, it, it, there, are, there are many similarities. I think it's a very different target market, and I think uh, a focus on support and, and, and job applications rather than a kind of place to grandstand about, you know, how many times you went to Harvard. So, um, so this is mainly for people who are looking for jobs in the hospitality sector, right? As you said earlier. So we, st yeah, so we started out in hospitality. You know, that was our, that was the place where we'd experienced the problem initially, um, and you know, made sense because of the size of the industry, because of the levels of labor turnover and because of you know, the really shoddy technology that was available to do these kind of things. Um, so coming, you know, coming into 2020, we were, I would say we were a specialist in the hospitality focused recruitment marketing platform doing what I just discussed um, for that sector, partly for strategic reasons, because you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're a marketplace. Um, this works if we can match supply and demand effectively and being able to do that in a specified industry makes, makes a lot of sense. Uh, obviously 2020 has not been a, a great year for the hospitality sector. Uh, and, you know, it's been, it's been decimated by lockdown after lockdown and varying levels of government support and not enough time to you know, make decisions and all of these things. So, you know, and service providers have been impacted along with that. Um, so it's caused us to accelerate plans to broaden. It's something we've had intended to do always. Um, I think we probably wouldn't have moved so quickly on it, but coming in, we, we took the view that this was going to be along, you know, not, not going to be over quickly and we could sit by and, and wait for it. So have opened up the platform to a range of different industries. Uh, and in fact, we're pretty much industry agnostic now, although we have by direct outreach to continue to focus on sectors that I guess you could call like hands and feet workers or, you know, um, Basically, you know, what we like to think of as, as the new collar workforce, people who uh, will have a portfolio of jobs who will move between different industries and so may work in retail and then in hospitality and then be a delivery driver and then work in a warehouse. Um, you know, these kind of people who are, who are mobile and uh, who are embracing this, this new world of work. Um, awesome, thanks. Uh... So how did you kind of come up with the idea? Because you told me you went to grad school in the UK and then right after the, um, right after school, you launched employee. Like how did that unfold? Like, did you, uh, you were looking for jobs and you you know, you, you saw how yeah. funky it was and, but, but what was the motivation uh, also? Like how, how so I guess, you know, I, I, I guess I moved here, but I moved to the UK from South Africa to study. Um, and I was there for, I was doing, two master's programs and in the summer between them I was staying at my sister's on, on my sister's sofa and I had no money and I was going to do an internship and then move the start date and I was like damn I'd seen, I'd seen a sign for a waiter waiter a waiter position in a restaurant down the road it's like it's fine I'll just go and, go and be a waiter for a couple of weeks and make some cash will be great went down there and they didn't have the job anymore um I was like well that you know no problem there must be loads of places like this all over the city I'll just find another one and you know, then spent two weeks chasing around, like trying to find a job opportunity, uh, you know, applying to these events agencies, but then you have to have like a training day two weeks away from now, or like going on a jobs platform and applying to 25 positions and never hearing anything back. Um, so as I said, that was the kind of 
penny dropped and be like, this is insane. You know, I'm marginally competent. Uh, I could weigh the table pretty well. Um, and I want to work. Why is it so difficult for me? And, and there must be loads of places all over the city who are trying to find people who would like to find someone like me uh, or with bits of paper in that window. Why, why can't we find each other better? It's really dumb. And then I went back to, to university and to, to, um, to do an MBA. And during that program, we had to do an entrepreneurship project. So we didn't do what has become employed specifically, but worked on a labor, essentially a labor marketplace. Uh, at the time we were looking at domestic workers in South Africa. Um, anyway, finished that kind of a bunch of that team went on to the team who worked on that went back into banking or went into consulting. I started working briefly for a private equity fund um, that was investing into agricultural assets in Africa. But you know, in the back of my mind, this problem was taking over and I continued to work on it uh, alongside my co-founder, Alex, who I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, at some point along the way, we had a conversation and he shared the same frustrations. Um, so this, you know, we started to work on this together on the sidelines until eventually it got to a point where we were both like, there's, there's a really big opportunity here. Uh, nobody's solving it correctly. There are a few startups kind of looking at it, but not doing it in a very good way or not, not as much as far as we thought. Um, I we thought if somebody does this and, uh, we didn't at least try. Um, we'll always look back and say that should have been us. So we worked alongside our existing jobs until that was not feasible, and then we quit. And, and frankly, having absolutely no idea what we were, having very little idea of what we were getting ourselves into, just jumped off the cliff and started a startup. Awesome. And um, so it it was kind of a both uh you know this movement with you and alex your co-founder and you kind of motivated uh you know yourselves together to to launch it uh, and you had a job while you were, you were starting it right or did you but we we had you know we had we had jobs i was working for an, a, another startup in doing some free freelance content writing and working for this pe fund um well, I often PE fund. I uh, did some content writing to pay the bills, but we were we had some other income sources whilst we were, you know, I think one validating the idea enough for us to think to be able to say, right, we're going to quit. You know, we're going to we're going to shift our careers and do this thing. Um, you know, I think we're we're not reckless. We're obviously uh, have a pretty high appetite for risk, but I think. That decision, and this is kind of advice that I would give to anybody, is de-risk that as much as possible by making sure that you, at least you, are convinced that this is an opportunity. And then, because you know, you're gonna, you're then gonna then go to war to bend bend the arc of bend the arc of reality to uh, to make it so, despite extraordinary challenges. Um, so you've got to be sure, damn sure, that that you think it's you know that it is that it is achievable and worthwhile so we you know so we, we i guess we spent some time um whilst we had other jobs validating various points getting to the point at which we said right there is something here and two gathering data 
uh, and feedback so that we could put together a business case to go out and raise some money. So this was your first company or was it, did you start another company before? This is my first company. I mean, I, you know, I had little enterprises along the way at school. I was at a boarding school. I like had a tuck box out of a trunk and I used to sell sweets and soda and stuff at, at lunch break. Um, I tried to start a student forum with a friend at university in South Africa. Um, was I worked on a co-founder of a civil society activist activism organization in South Africa called Inkulu Free Hates. But this was the first kind of all-in commercial venture. You know, no plan B, no studies. Uh, let's let's make it happen. Yeah. Do, do you feel like the you, you said you were in the a, in the ABA program? Uh, do you feel like the MBA program helped you in any way, like uh, start this business? And uh, if it if it did help you, how uh, did it help you? You know, I think it really did. Um, and I, I get that that is in many kind of technology circles, that's a, almost a heretical view. I think Peter Thiel was paying people not to go to business school. Um, but I was very young you know, when I did that. It was, I was the youngest in my class. I think I was 20, 23 or 24 when I started. Uh, I was very fortunate to win a scholarship to do it. So you know, it was kind of in a slightly different position than the other guys. And for me, uh, I think it helps. It helps in three ways. But one, you know, the volume of the volume of of work required is is extremely large. So it's like trying to drink out of a fire hydrant. Um, you know, so that was a, that was a real good, <laughs> real good like break from the student life that I'd had before, and also um, kind of helped to get away, to, to kind of break the mindset of everything needs to be perfect to things need to just be, a, you know, well, good, good enough so that you don't drown. Um, so that was one. Two, I think in terms of access to people and you know, case studies and experiences, being able to learn from others, you know, there is so much of Advancement or life is, is just being able to like peek behind the veil and realize that there's nothing special there. Um, you know, so like learning from these people makes you think and seeing these people and, and being in a class with them and doing these case studies makes you makes you makes makes things seem more possible. Um, you know, well if they can do it, then I can do it as well. Um, and then three, I think, you know, purely from a from a content perspective. Um, because starting a startup is such a, an all encompassing endeavor, you know, and you're touching on marketing and finance and technology and product management and strategy and da 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 da. Um, but the MBA is, is by its nature a crash course in those things. So kind of gives, gives you a, a holistic view on the different facets of, of a business. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was it was definitely a, a valuable experience. I, I also think from a kind of signaling point when you know when raising money, we went to I went to Oxford and did an MBA. Uh, that's uh, you know, I would guess for, for many investors certainly in the UK and and in South Africa, um, a good thing. So that that's what was helpful as well. Yeah, it's definitely reassuring, I guess. Um, and so the other thing I would say, you know, the, so like the, the idea that, oh, you know, that MBA shouldn't start companies or you know, 
or you know, or I must have an MBA to go into business or is I think that those are really un or, or inserts like predetermined this is what you need to do to do why uh, just really unhelpful ways of thinking about things um, people make stuff happen wherever they come from and for every example there's a counter example uh, and the guys who the people who try to draw those patterns do so by like picking an example of success and then and then looking backwards and trying to draw a line um, and you know there's something to that but I, I don't think it's a it's certainly not a rule yeah absolutely um, and what do you feel like uh, now that you've been in this uh, this venture for uh, for a few years what are the skills that you kind of had to pick up at the beginning that you you know you developed um, along this uh, along those years gosh um, I mean, I'm, you know, I started, I started a, a tech business with limited technological skills. I've had to pick up a huge amount of understanding on that front. Um, fortunately, my co-founder Alex is, a, is our CTO and is a, you know, a bit of a, a wizard when it comes to coding and product development and this sort of thing. So you know, that's been great. Um, I think, you know, there are, there are hard skills that you pick up. Uh, but I think the most important ones are, the, are, are softer, and, you know, resilience, you know, realizing how, how unbelievably difficult this is, and then realizing that you can make it through and, you know, let the next time you meet, a, initially you meet a challenge and it seems like the world is going to end and you've managed to figure it out and you've managed to survive. And then the next time a similar challenge or a challenge of the same size arises, you've looked at it and you kind of smile because you say, oh, I've seen you before um, and it's not so bad. Uh, you know, having to make really difficult decisions, firing people, you know, cutting business units, uh, making difficult calls about when you, you know, where to raise money and, and how much you're giving away parts of your company. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, maybe some people are just born that way but you know it's, some people have to learn that um so you know going through those is going making those decisions and learning and learning how to respond in those situations um super valuable um you know, big picture thinking it's because you're doing everything certainly it is it's it can you know, be easy to lose focus of what you're actually trying to do um I've mean, had some great mentors who've kind of been there to pick us up by the scruff of our neck out of the weeds and say, you know, actually, you look back at what you've done and, and then look forward to where you're trying to go. Um, and dealing with dealing with complexity, I, I kind of hinted at this with the saying the NBA was useful to, to not be a perfectionist, but you know, having to make decisions all the time, all like, you know, all the time a lot of them all the time quickly um and just keep moving so i you know i think those are all soft skills that, that have that have come from exposed that experience but you know, things that that have surprised me or that you know that is i think i'm better at now than, than i would have been as a fresh fresh faced kid out of university awesome thanks uh, i think it's uh it's spot on i mean the um, the, the question that I have right now is how do you think you build resilience because you it's super important but you know how do you build it how did you build it like what kind of uh, challenges you went through and 
how did it kind of uh, develop? How do you build it? I don't, I don't know how you build it. Um, I would say, I think I'm naturally, and this is not helpful answer, but I think I'm naturally pretty resilient. I think, I think I, you know, I, I'm, I can be quite stubborn. I can be, when I want something, I'll figure out how to get it. Um, so, you know, I think it comes down to what, what, is the, what is the North Star when you're in the trenches and it all seems like hell? Um, do you remember that actually, you know, I was born to be great and this is the detail and uh, you know, get you know, the little voice saying, pick yourself up, wake up, you know, send five more emails, uh, whatever it is, you know, this too shall pass. So I, th you know, I think, but then I think it's also learned, as I say, the more you go through, the more you realize it's like, it's like working out. The more you go through, the more you realize that um, it's, a, it's, you know, you can be trained to, to be stronger at things. But I think it does. Yeah, I think you, you, either need, you either need to have some kind of inherent resilience, um, which, you know, you lean upon, uh, or I think it helps to have you know, people to support you or through mentors or, 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 or people who you can lean on, who can help you to be resilient, um, who have kind of been through something before and, you know, can, who you can relate to and who can say, or you know, show you that this may seem like the most awful, terrible thing that's ever happened in your entire life or your entire business career, but actually it's not and you know, you'll be okay. Um, and you know, just, just keep going, you know, perspective is helpful and in, in the bigger, in the grand scheme of things, this is not the end of the world, whatever it is, even if you know, we're running out of money and the company's going to be bankrupt in two weeks, like, you know, make a plan and figure it out. Um, because when you look back, those are the stories, those are the stories that go in the book. So you, Sorry, I, thought, I think that was a bit of a rambling answer. No, no, it's uh, it's fine. I'm just uh, so just to make sure I understand. So you, th I, you think it's uh, uh, there's an inherent component uh, like as you in, in your personality, like your self confidence, and uh, you said you were a bit stubborn, that you were that you had you had kind of that resilience in you as a maybe as a uh, a trait or some some you know an aspect of your personality. And also you talked about uh, being um, surrounded by people that didn't give you the, uh, the support, the extra boost when you were feeling down and could actually help you. So that's kind of the, yeah. the two things that I, 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 I got from it. But uh, I definitely agree with you on, on, the, on that. But it's always a mystery to me, like how, um, how you start from there, because that's a, I think that's a solid ground for anyone who, wants to start a business you need that i mean you need that support you need that inherent kind of trait of not giving up at the first obstacle but how do you take it from there to being more resilient than than what you what you think you could be because it's so tough as you said and it's still a mystery to me so i don't know i'm still looking for an answer as well so i don't <laughs> i don't have one I, I, yeah i think the answer is that there needs to be there needs to be something bigger than just that moment driving you or, you know, or, or pushing you forward. You know, it's not about this, it's about changing the world, or it's about you know, 
the impact that this company is going to have, or it's about building an empire, um, or it's about, I don't know, buying a, a yacht because that's all I could imagine having, or whatever it is that, God, I hope no one wants that, but like whatever it is, whatever it is that you want, um, I think needs to be bigger. It's, I suppose it's about being, if you want to, some management speak, it's about being sort of mission driven, whatever that mission is, so that in the grand scheme of things, everything is just a detail on the way to achieving that. Um, you lose, you know, if you lose sight of the the mission or, or faith in the mission, then then I think you're you're bugged. Um, but I would, I think that's probably that's probably at the core of it is is having something so big that you're striving towards that everything else is 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 a detail. Um, and resilience is, is keeping your eye on that and figuring everything else out. So vision is uh, is important as well. It's an important component, right? Having a having a vision and trying to 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 make it work, to 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 ha make it happen. So uh, just to make sure, I um, uh, so yeah, I, I think the the vision part is is uh, is super important as well, and. Uh, um, I mean, you, you need to have it, you need to, you need to have it, but it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's still a, there's still an element there that some it's, um, uh, it's not an easy topic. I mean, I uh, definitely, if we, if we, uh, if people are listening and they have an answer to this, I'd love to hear it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, thanks for, I mean, thanks for sharing this part. Just a final point, you know, just a thought is there, are, and I guess doesn't help to answer the question, but you know, you put people under conditions of extreme stress or, you know, or, or danger or whatever, and they respond in ways that they never believed would be possible or never thought would be possible, but you know, saying same bravery or courage or, or resilience. Um, so it's in, it's in you, it's in you. Uh, I guess you've got to figure out how to, to activate it, but, Maybe you know, for some people that probably comes more naturally, but it's uh, I think everybody is capable of, of, of doing it. Awesome. Um, so how do you as a so you're you're the CEO of the company, so you you, you must have a lot of uh, a lot of responsibilities. You don't have that much time. Um, you know, do you still learn new things like hard skills? Like, do you uh, say like I want to get better at I don't know like Facebook ads or something like that and uh, and uh, how do you spend time learning about this? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're still we're still a small team with six people. Um, there's still a huge amount of kind of cross pollination of what everybody does, um, and you know, I work with just about everybody on the team on various projects. Um, so, but there's also a balance between being the doer and being the enabler. Um, For example, I guess, you know, how do I go about learning things? Google ads was, we had, we built some major platform upgrades. We raised some money and we were going to go live with a kind of cross platform marketing campaign. Um, we worked with some agencies in the past before, figured out that that was probably not the smartest thing to do. Um, so went back to the drawing board and said, right, let's do these ourselves. I was given the task of, you know, setting up our Google Ads campaigns. I'd always been like slightly familiar with the platform. Um, 
played around with it, looked at the analytics. Uh, spent some time just you know, trying to trying to get some campaigns set up, set, set up, wasted it, and realized actually you, know, you need to go back to you. And this was a kind of has been a learning, I guess, that I now apply across loads of things. And in part of the team is you actually go back to first principles, go back to Google Ads 101, and learn from the ground up how the hell does this thing work. Um, it'll, you know, even if that takes one, two, three, five days uh, of reading and video watching and you know, test course taking or whatever, however you're going to access that information. Um, it's, it's worth the investment because whatever comes next, you'll do so much more effectively and to a much higher standard than, it's like you know, getting an IKEA table. I've never had an IKEA table, but I get, you know, I get the point. Uh, you know, read the damn instruction manual, then just open the box and try and put it together because you're going to screw it up. Um, so take some time to do the groundwork is, is, is a, a, good, a good learning. Awesome. And you, you, you find the time to do this? Uh, I mean, it's, uh, how do you structure it? Like, is there just when, whenever there's a need, whenever there's a really pressing project or an urgency? You know, how do you find the time? You make the time. You know, I, I have a, I have a to-do list that I, transfer every day to the next page and try and cross off the things and add things as they come. Um, the answer is you know, when stuff needs to get done by X time, it gets done. Um, you know, don't sleep, don't go out. Uh, you know, just, just get it done. Um, and, and, you know, and when it's not possible, get support. We, you know, we're pretty, we're a pretty good team worky team um or get external support or, or or whatever it is but there's something to be said for knowing when something is not your area of competence um you can hit your head against the wall as much as you want and try and learn it like i'm probably not going to be ever as good a coder as alex so i could try and you know go and learn I don't know, PHP and, 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 and build a little bot that I'm doing, but that's going to take me three months. If I give it to Alex and do it in two days, um, you know, flip, flip that around to modeling or, or anything. Um, so, you know, that's, I guess that's, that's the virtue of the team. Awesome. Um, so I guess, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely find the time for things that really matter and nobody else can, can do it better than you. I mean, or or you don't want to delegate it for some reason because you don't have the you don't have anyone to delegate it to. But I agree that delegation is still is still the key. And uh, so talking about uh, about working as a team and what's next for employee in the the next uh, the next few months years. Like, what do you what do you envision the the, the mid like midterm future? We we're, we're working to build a global tech business uh, that is the go-to place for people in the last way the, the economy to find a job, to learn about companies, uh, to access career-related information. And uh, flipping that around is the place for companies to, you know, good companies to stand out uh, and attract the best talent. Um, you know, saving everybody time and, and money. What's next for us? So you know, we've just, we've been working on a huge amount of, kind of tech advancements and there are some really exciting product features coming down the line um specifically this is a this is the first time this is i don't know if this, but uh, something called employee passport which is a kind of new 
um, tool we're building that will plug into just about any jobs platform and allow a candidate to have a completely seamless experience with their data completely secure uh, using one platform employer um, and one click apply to loads of places where on the flip side of that we're pulling in jobs from wherever they are on the internet um, so massively increasing the range so that's a really exciting project and the other exciting thing we've been working on is internationalization so coming into 2020 we were uk focused we've just launched in new zealand and have built all the, the tools and, and the ability for the platform to to, to run in any geography um, so we're running some tests for the new places but yeah you know it's it's um that we have we have there's a lot of there's a lot of things to do and a lot of, a lot of not enough not enough time and, and not enough cash um i guess in the short term we're you know we're working to get some some more data and traction on some of these projects and then we'll go out to raise some funds in in 2021 um and build from there awesome i wish you wish you the best and the best of luck um so thank you so much for uh, for the t your time do you do you, do you have any uh, uh, anywhere you'd like people to connect with you online um, on twitter on linkedin like where can when, where can we find you if you want to if you want to talk yeah to sure um would love to connect with anybody who's who's uh who's bothered to listen this far um you can find me on linkedin as matthew delahey uh twitter matt d-l-h-e-y uh or my email address is matt at employ.com Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Great to talk to you.